and welcome to my Xbox and me, episode 178. I am your only host this week, MC Fixer, also known as Corey. Um, I hope you're all doing well. Uh, it's a really strange uh, scenario to be in this week, um, for some reason. Uh, my life's been a, a bit hectic, a bit crazy. Mike couldn't record on Tuesday when we was meant to. We were going to push it to Wednesday. That didn't happen and didn't happen Thursday. Today is Friday the 22nd. Um, and I'm just sort of like, oh, crap. I want to do the show. We need to get the show out. The show needs to be out. People are waiting. And uh, so, for, first of all, I want to apologize to anyone that is waiting. Patreon supporters, obviously, you can go support the show early. Patreon.com slash MCFixer. That's how we make all of our money. Or I make all of my money, I should say. Um, and without that this show doesn't happen and for that very reason is why I'm sitting here today um and doing the show solo again. I'm doing it audio only. Uh I'm no video this week just because I'm on my own. Don't think it's a great viewing experience if it's just me. But yeah, here we go. Remember you can get us uh, on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash MC Fixer. You can find us on iTunes, Sandcard, Google Play, and of course last but not least, Spotify. The show goes live every Friday. Um, and go check it out. Leave us a review. Leave us a, a thumbs up, a thumbs down on YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes. That's actually how we chart. It's, it's all done by numbers and um, each review. So if you've not reviewed, go review on your mum's phone, your aunt's phone, your cousin's phone. If they've got an Apple device, go review it on there. And just say something nice. I'd appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you all for the support. Um, I want to give a shout out to the Facebook group. Because I put a, a post in there saying, hey... About to miss our first episode uh, in 177 weeks because I've not missed a show since uh, we launched this show. And I said, or should I do it solo? And they were like, yeah, do it solo. So here we are. Here we are. Uh, topic of the show this week. Uh, Microsoft confirms plans for Xbox Live on Nintendo Switch with Cuphead. Microsoft has confirmed that Xbox Live will be headed to Nintendo Switch and uh, that it's working uh, with, with Cuphead, developer studio MDHR, to implement Xbox Live features into the game in the coming months. Cuphead for Switch was announced during the Nintendo Nindy Showcase, uh, Spring 20, uh, 2019, I apologise, alongside 17 other games, and it was revealed as uh, that the Xbox One console exclusive from 2017 will be airing and will be on a Nintendo platform April 18th, 2019. Uh, following the news, Microsoft went on to further detail Cuphead's arrival and its plans to work with Studio MH, uh, M, sorry, MDHR to bring Xbox Live to Switch. Uh, the stuff I've seen been going around there is that you'll be able to earn achievements and stuff like that on your Switch. So you'll be able to earn Xbox Live achievements and your gamer score on Switch. Really strange scenario we're in. A really, really, really strange scenario. It's a weird place to be in. It's new territory for everyone. And I think I was watching this Nindy Showcase, like I do over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash mcfixer. And I was like, ah, oh, this is interesting. This is weird. This is different. This is obviously, it's not It's not what I was expecting. It's not what I, um, there was rumors around and there was like, oh, it's going to happen. And obviously now we're all just sitting here waiting for Ori in a blind forest. So... When will it happen? I don't know. The reason I made this topic of the show was because I think it opens up a, a whole new dialogue, a whole new discussion um, around Xbox exclusives. 
we have had so many conversations here on my Xbox and me and across the internet. Um, whether like, oh, is, is an Xbox exclusive really an exclusive? It's a console exclusive? Now nah, it's not even that with Cuphead. Where I'm super interested and I'm super... Hmm. Super... Uh, excited i guess i guess i'll go with excited by this i've always wanted microsoft to make a handheld i've always liked the idea that xbox microsoft could make a handheld and i'll be able to earn achievements on the go and things of that nature i'll be on the bus playing yada yada, yada. and obviously the switch is a great extension of that and i love the switch i think it's a great system it just doesn't have the games that i necessarily care about um on it so, Xbox partnering with Nintendo and bringing games to the Switch is an amazing idea. But, does it di- di- uh, d- dilute? Dilute? It's weird to have me doing this on my own now. Is it, is it, is it, is it strange? Does it, it dilute? Dilute um, what an Xbox exclusive is now? On its own. Because if you can't... Or if you can't, you can't drive sales now to the Xbox for games like Cuphead or In the Blind Forest. And who knows how far this list will go. Don't get me wrong, I don't think we'll see Halo on Switch anytime soon or anything like that. But um, is this a smart move? Yes, it's a, a, a great move uh, in a sense of it puts players first, it puts gamers first. It, it It's... It's fun for everyone, especially people like myself, who's in a very fortunate position where I own every system. So for me to be able to 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 pick up these games on Switch and be able to play them on the bus and stuff like that's amazing. But from an Xbox perspective, you listening, viewer, listener, whatever you want to call yourself, does this now delude what an Xbox exclusive is to you? Is there a point in buying an Xbox if Xbox are going to put their exclusive games on other platforms. Whether it just be the Switch, which I think that's all it will be. And obviously, this is, like I say, such a slow rollout. Such a slow a slow and meticulous process here. But, is this what you want from Microsoft? Is this what you want from Xbox? Or do you want your exclusive to be yours? You don't care about them being on PC because you don't care about PC totally understand that but when you sit there and you're at e3 and you have a microsoft exclusive now or xbox exclusive i should say a console launch exclusive or whatever does does that mean anything to you anymore does that get you excited anymore or does it delude the brand and does it delude what xbox is trying to build on a first party front and a second party front i suppose because I don't, I don't think, um, by I don't think I know. I know they don't own Studio uh, MDHR. So, yeah, just a food for thought. At this time, we will move into what has been in your box. So I'll change it to what's been in my box this week. Uh, I've been playing a little game called The Division Two. I've been grinding it and grinding it and grinding it. Um, what can I say about Division 2? I obviously had my impressions piece go up last week with uh, Snow by Mike. Uh, we spoke about it here on the podcast and I, I, I gave initial thoughts. Now I've I finished the game. I am level 30. I've done all my side missions. I've done all my story missions. I've taken down, I think, all but two control points. 
I am I've taken down most of the map. I've got most of the shield tech. Where am I at with the game? What do I think? And for me, the Division 2 does everything right. And I think it's so interesting when you compare it to a game like Anthem. Anthem comes out and you sort of sit there and think to yourself, oh man, I love this gameplay. I love the gameplay. I love the gameplay. I love the gameplay. That's how I think. And that's what I was saying. But what else did I really love about Anthem? I liked the story. I thought the story was pretty, pretty interesting. Compared to the vision here, which what is what I'm talking about, what I'm playing, the division story is is absolutely non-existent. In a sense of it is, you are in Washington. Go and build Washington. Go and rebuild this world. Go and rebuild um, what we have started here. Go and help out people. Go and go and do this. Go and do that. That's what the division two story is. So if you're if you're looking to pick up the division two uh, solely on its story don't but if you're looking for a game with a wealth of content of um control points and target practices and convoy runs and the list goes on there's just so much to do in this game this is the one for you now i am at end game uh, so i've just started to jump in the dark zone so i'm level 30 in the uh, world and i am level 25 currently in the dark zone and the Dark Zone is still a little bit of a a touchy subject for me, I would say. It's very hard for me currently with my current build, which again, I'm still tweaking and working on, um, to really love the Dark Zone solo. The Dark Zone is very challenging solo. And I understand that. And that makes sense. And it's meant to be. And I think the whole game as a, the game as a whole is quite challenging solo. Can it be played solo? Yes. Um, are you rewarded for it for yourself playing solo? No. But the Dark Zone itself, I, I was running it for a little while, um, which I have a video up on my YouTube channel, which you can go check out. The first time I was in the Dark Zone, it's about an hour and a half long, so you can go look at that if you want to. But I was I was sort of left not. Not as not as not as full. My belly wasn't as full when I was playing when I was playing the open world uh, PVE with no PvP. Cool, but even the PVE in the dark zone is just way more challenging, and it does it does definitely feel like you need it at least at least on a minimum one more person to play it with, at least, and that's a shame. And that's a shame. Thankfully, when I jumped in, I uh, found some people and they didn't kill me straight away, which I was very thankful for. And they invited me to join their party. I think they were French. I'm not sure. They weren't talking, but in their, their clan tag, which we have on my Xbox and me clan. You should go check it out. Go join it. You get more XP and we level up and we get more gear. We get boxes. Go join the my Xbox and me clan and uh, we can all be together. But um, it's... It, yeah, the Dark Zone... Sorry, what was I saying? The Dark Zone left me with a real sense of... Oh, I need people to play this with. Where where the 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 uh, story didn't, and it's open world there, doesn't. I can run through and take down people now at level 30 with my um, with my weapons, and I'm, I'm all 30 out, all yellow gear, adding mods left, right, and center, re-rolling gear. There it is. The, the grind is there. The loop is there. I'm enjoying all of it, and I just want more, 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 and I'm going to get more for free. 
And I think that's very important. That it's first year's content is free. So I'm not going to be left behind. So I'm not going to be left wanting more and feeling like I'm not going to get more. No, it's coming and it's free. So um, I'm sure I could have a deeper conversation with uh, whoever's on the podcast next week. And we, we will shall see. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying everything that I'm playing. The Dark Zone is challenging and I want more people to play with. So please feel free to add me on Xbox. Uh, it is XOB Space Fixer. F-I-X-E-R. And uh, feel free to join me, please. I'm looking forward to it. Let's give a shout out to our Patreon producer this week. It's your boy, Mike Lynch. For those who don't know, I think I feel like we glance over it a little bit every week on this show. Um, Mike Lynch has been supporting me now for about three years and uh, supports at a level on Patreon where he can become a Patreon producer. Um, and obviously, if you've listened to probably from... Jeez, so early... Um, but if you've been listening to this show, you've heard Mike be shout out every week because he's a Patreon producer. Without Mike Lynch, this show doesn't happen. And without, that's still to this day, and I mean that. Like, my Patreon doesn't do, like, ridiculous amounts of numbers, and I earn a ton of money. My numbers are there, you can go see them. So go to click the Patreon, you can see it. Without Mike Lynch, there is no My Xbox and Me. Without Mike Lynch, there is no MC Fixer. So thank you, Mike, for all your support. I will never, ever, ever forget it. Let's jump into the news this week, shall we? Microsoft announced its own take on the Nindy Direct. Uh, hot off the heels of the announcement of Sony's uh, uh, showcase, they're doing a direct show like Nintendo does. Uh, Xbox is set to debut on Monday. Microsoft has plans... Sorry, let me redo that sentence. Which is set to debut on Monday, which is the Sony one. I apologise. Microsoft has announced its own take on the Nindy's Direct, and it debuts on Tuesday. Idea Xbox uh, Game Pass is a stream designed to highlight indie games coming to Xbox Game Pass. The first is set for 4pm UK time on Tuesday the 26th of March and you can watch it on YouTube on the Xbox YouTube channel. In a blog post via the Xbox Wire, Microsoft said to expect new reveals as well as gameplay highlights and conversations with developers. The debut will run through some of the games already shown. Microsoft said to expect segments on After Party, Void Bastards, and uh, Supermarket Shriek, but new game announcements are also promised. So for me, this is a huge one. Again, I love all this content. The Nindy Directs and the Sony Directs and the, the new Xbox Game Pass Directs. I've been watching some of the GDC stuff this week. I love it because I get to react to it. Doing reaction content is some of the, my favourite content to do. When it's just me and my Twitch chat um, and we're all discussing all this new stuff and we're checking out this new game plan. It's, oh, I don't like that. Oh, I love this. It's, it's just a different type of show. It's different. And uh, this is amazing. Shout out to Xbox and obviously everyone on the Idea Xbox uh, Game Pass team. I tell you what. I tell you what my biggest regret is. And I mean this. And I mean it. Do you guys remember when I had like four years worth of Xbox Game Pass and I gave it away to all you fuckers? Should have kept all that for myself. I should have kept all that Xbox Game Pass for myself. I would have been set. And now my Xbox Game Pass runs out this month and I've got to buy it. Thanks for nothing, you guys listening. Thanks for nothing. 
I had to bribe you for emails back then. If you email in myxboxmepodcast at gmail.com, you will get some Game Pass. Do you remember those days? Because I sure as hell remember those days. Moving on. All jokes aside, thank you all for the support. Microsoft, uh, Microsoft's Xbox boss responds to Google's Stadia sorry, uh, promises uh, and says, we will go big for E3. Thorok has published a full memo and it reveals that Phil Spencer feels validated by Google's efforts. Quote, their announcement is validation of the path we embarked on two years ago, says Spencer. Microsoft is also creating its own cloud gaming service dubbed Xbox Game Pass and will reveal and will rival, sorry, Google and many other streaming game uh, uh, streaming game uh, systems. Streaming games to phone, tablets, PCs, and TVs, Microsoft re- re- <laughs> recently demolished xCloud, um, demonstrated, sorry, xCloud publicly for the first time, and it's promising trials of service later this year, quote. There were no big surprises in their announcement, although I was impressed by their leveraging of YouTube to use the uh, the use of Google Assistant and the new Wi-Fi controller, explained Spencer in his memo. Google is leveraging YouTube to allow people to view gameplay clips and then instantly launch the game or share an exact exact game save to the video service. So if you know nothing about uh, Stadia uh, it is obviously uh, Google's new streaming service. There's a whole bunch of news come out about it, which I'm sure we'll talk about on uh, next week's From the Gamers podcast, which is what I do. Um, with it not being Xbox news, there's no point going into the full details and stuff like that. That's another show that you can go check out. I know a lot of you don't check that show out. I see the numbers. Um, but I would love it if you did, especially if you want to hear about other things, PlayStation, Nintendo, etc., etc., etc. But yeah. It's interesting to see, obviously, this is a leak, and we'll take it with rumours and speculation behind it. This could all be fake, and Phil might not have said nothing, but Farrakh are a, a known source, and uh, obviously a publisher uh, publication, I should say, um, and don't usually make up things too often, so well, I say usually don't make up things. Not that I've ever known they've made up things, so I think we're safe here. It's interesting to see Phil say something, it makes me feel interested to see what they show with Project Xclad. Because I'll admit, I watched the Google uh, press conference and I was quite impressed by it. The promise of being able to move from device, 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 especially someone such as myself who I sit in the corner usually and play my video games. But if you're saying that I don't need to move my Xbox from my desk to my TV, back to my desk, over here, over there, cool. But to me, streaming is an additional platform. It's additional. It's not to, for me, for me, it's not to take away from my Xbox. It's to add upon the experience. I want 4K60. I want the best graphics. I want the low latency. I want all of that. That's why I buy the goddamn box. Streaming to me is an additional it's cool. Haley's watching TV, um, and I'm sitting with her. I don't really care about whatever crap she's watching because she watches a lot of crap TV. Um, I'm gonna pull up my phone now and start f- 
grinding out um, some DZ levels. And I don't really care if I die because whatever, whatever, whatever. Or Gears of War. I'm, 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 um, I've got a horde mode achievement. I'm just going to grind through this while I'm watching telly. It's additional. To me, it's not to take place of. The traditional console is not going away this generation, next generation, and I will be I will say the generation after that. We're not there yet. Everyone always likes to take the Mickey out of me because I like to boast about my internet speeds. But and everyone's like, Jesus, I get five megabytes or whatever it may be. Not all of us are privileged, I understand that. And not all of us can afford high end internet. Not all of us want high end internet. But it is an interesting place. I am so, 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 so interested to see what X-Clad is. And to see if it is what I'm talking about. Additional content. Not to take place of, but additional. We will find that very, very soon. Next up. Top 10 UK games charts have come out. Division 2 debuts at top, but suffers an 80% drop of its predecessor. You can read the full top 10 sales list below and blah, 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 blah. So, to take note, this does not include digital sales and so should not be considered representative of all of the UK sales. Number 1, Division 2. Number 2, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number 3, GTA 5. Number 4, FIFA 19. Number 5, Lego, the Lego Movie Video Game. Number 6, Devil May Cry 5. Number 7, Mario Kart Deluxe. Number 8, Far Cry New Dawn. Number 9, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And number 10, Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Resident Evil 2 is not on there, I'm sad. But good to see Devil May Cry on there. Um, I just saw the news come out that Devil May Cry has now uh, shipped 2 million copies in two weeks. So congratulations to Capcom on all the success there. Um, it leaves us in a sticky place right now. Because The Division 2, like I said, fantastic game. Love it. Love playing it. But to hear how it has, and this is UK only, obviously. I know we have a huge American audience. And shout out to the Swedish people that listen. I love you. Um... It does leave us with a bit of a an interesting place, though. 80% drop-off. An 80% drop-off. That's not, that's not good. That's not good. Now, you could say, well, people are buying more games digitally nowadays, which is true. But that's, that's a huge number. 80%. Humongous. And uh, I hope the Division 2 sold well. I hope we keep getting content... Uh, for a long, 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 long time, but we we shall see. We shall see. Remember, these game companies are never shy to tell us when their games are doing well. So, I'm sure Ubisoft won't be if The Division 2 did sell well. So, we'll find out. Next up, Bioware GM admits Anthem had a rough launch, uh, a rougher launch than expected. Let me interject here. No shit, Sherlock. Uh, in a frank blog post, Hudson says, quote, It's been a wild ride these last few weeks. On the one hand, it's been a, it's been a rougher launch than expected. But then, I, as I think back, we also always knew the big new online games tend to hit some, uh, some kind of big uh, problems once they go live. As much as we tested and prepared to make sure everything was ready, we were also ready for the possibility that unexpected issues may arise at launch. 
and we continue to be committed to responding to them. Hudson acknowledged that Anthem had, quote, a degree of issues that did not uh, that did not reveal themselves until we were operating at a scale of millions of players, uh, end quote, but claim in the last few weeks, uh, the following release, Bioware uh, delivered over 200 improvements to the game, though patches uh, and life updates, uh, through, sorry, patches and life updates across stability, loot and progression, quote, this is all a learning experience for us. And as we work to make sure the game is improved and perfected, we can't empathise enough how much we appreciate you staying with us, said Hudson. I feel bad for Bioware. Obviously, Anthem, I still think Anthem is a great game from a moment-to-moment gameplay standpoint. I don't think Anthem is a great game um, when it comes to its loot system. It has no interest in guns. It has no interest in skins. It has no interest in anything beyond that, in my opinion. The story is pretty bland, if I'm being honest. And that's the big thing that let me down, obviously. Bioware game. I'm not I'm not like a, a Bioware fanboy. Um, so to have people amp it up for me, oh my god, you're going to love this, oh my god, this is going to be amazing, and then I get it, and it's just okay, not bad, but just okay, and that's sad, that, that, that's sad, it makes me sad, um, obviously, I respect uh, Casey Hudson, especially for coming out and even saying anything, could have quite easy, just sat back, um, and kept barking orders at people and getting things done to get out there in front of people and say, hey, we messed up, we're sorry, um, hey, we've made these improvements, but we're still working on it. Um, it takes a big man to do that. It takes a very, very, very big man to admit when you're wrong. So, there's that. Um, for me, Anthem, 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 Anthem. When will it be good? Like, when will it be... Let me let me start like this, actually. When will it be great? I don't know. I just don't know. And that makes me sad. Next one. Sea of Thieves. I know, we're talking about Sea of Thieves, guys. Sea of Thieves Anniversary Update. April 30th. Uh, Rare... Uh, has given uh, a tease to what is to be expected for the future of Sea of Thieves. While much of the community expected to get a glimpse of the new arena mode, there was plenty of unexpected, never-before-seen or talked-about features showcased in this incredible trailer. Do you know what? I would agree. I like the trailer. It was actually pretty good. The anniversary teased Cooking on the Fire Camp. Uh, it also teased the Open of Chess. It also teased uh, what what is on the front of the galleon. It also had shown fishing rods, harpoons, in uh, enhanced ship damage, and more. Obviously, it showed the arena mode as well. Is it time, finally, to play Sea of Thieves again? I don't know. I love what I played when I went to Rare Studio and tried it out. I didn't enjoy it when I played it for that weekend, when it first came out. Is it finally time for MC Fixer to go back and play Sea of Thieves? I don't know. 
I'm going to leave it down to you guys. Email in myxboxingmepodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. If you're still playing Sea of Thieves or plan to go back during the update, please let me know. I'd love to go back in with three other friends. So let's do it. Next up, Halo Master Chief Collection likely won't be a Play Anywhere game. It appears that despite the recent news of the Halo Master Chief Collection coming to PC, it doesn't look like it will be a Play Anywhere game. During a live stream of the Halo Championship Series Invitational, Microsoft uh, Corporation Vice President and Head of 343 Industries, Bonnie Ross, made a comment that seemed to dash hopes of the Master Chief Collection coming to Play Anywhere in the uh, be part of the Play Anywhere lineup. Quote, While the Master Chief Collection shipped before the Play Anywhere, uh, we are exploring ways to make sure that we show our appreciation and recognition, uh, recognition, I'm saying that wrong, I know I am, for the support we've had from the amazing fans. The Master Chief Collection, uh, as well, uh, we have more to announce uh, as close as we get to launch, said Ross on the subject of Play Anywhere. This doesn't surprise me. Um, in a big way, unfortunately, but, that's just the way it is, unfortunately, it is, it is just the way it is, they're in this weird place, where when you launch a game, you want to launch it with all its features, right, you want to launch it and be like, and it's play anywhere, and it's got cross progression, and it's got cross play, and it's got this, and it's got that, and this game is obviously is coming out in such a weird way, in my opinion, which is game by game by game by game, and you have to re buy uh, buy one of the games on um, on Xbox, which is like really come on, like come on. As someone who bought the Master Chief Collection, I own the Master Chief Collection physically, bought it day one because I know a lot of people like to get on my back, Dan Oni, about video games, even though I own them. This just doesn't surprise me, and I don't think it's that big a deal, if I'm honest. Last piece of news this week, Bethesda gives the first details of its E3 2019 showcase. Bethesda has announced details for E3 2019, which will take place Sunday, June 9th in Los Angeles, and will give an in-depth look at Doom Eternal and other games. Bethesda's at E3, boys! Thank you. Goodness, I was starting to get worried. I was starting to get worried. I was starting to think to myself, is E3 going to be dead? Are we just going to have Microsoft? Which is obviously amazing. I love Microsoft, don't get me wrong. But we now have Bethesda confirmed. We now have Xbox confirmed. Where's Ubisoft? Where's Nintendo? Confirm it, goddammit. Jeez, I've got any, I need content to react to, boys. I need content to react to. But obviously, very thankful, and uh, yeah, I'll be live rea- live reacting and live watching all of the E3 content, so feel free to join me when that happens. Uh, we got some last-minute uh, Game Pass updates uh, to the March uh, Game Pass lineup, so here we go. From March 21st, you've got Deus Ex Mancard Divided being added. Uh, next up, you have What Remains of Edith Finch, which I heard amazing things about, so maybe I'll actually consider playing it now. Uh, next up, The Walking Dead Ma- uh, Michonne will be coming. Next up, you have Vampire, also dropping on the 28th. Um, you've got The Stolen Sun coming March 29th. And the big one, in my opinion which is on April 1st, you are getting Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. 
which to me, in my opinion, a big one. I mean, obviously it didn't sell well, we knew that. Um, wasn't well received with its art style, amongst some other things, but it's more games being added. Capcom have have really been good to Game Pass, if you think about it. The Resident Evil games have been in there. I know that a couple of them have came out. Um, I'm pretty sure Devil May Cry... Um, I don't really remember. What is it? It's Devil May Cry. One of the Devil May Cry's are in there, not the numbered one. The one that's not numbered. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head right now, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, obviously more games being added and uh, good games as well. Dare say it's a great game I've heard. What Remains of Edith Finch, heard amazing things about. And then obviously you've got Walking Dead Michonne, Vampire, um, or Vampire. I don't know how you actually say it. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting. Interesting. I know you guys love it when I say that. Games with gold this month. Remember, you've got Adventure Time, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 2, uh, Star Wars Republic Commando, and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Next up. What's in my sack? Fix the sack, everybody. Remember, you can email in myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. And we've got one email this week. Very thankful. Please keep them coming. I really don't want to beg. I really don't want to beg. Please email in. Like, literally. Everyone listening right this moment. Email in. I tell you what. This is, this is my commitment to you. If we get so many emails each week... I will do two episodes of my Xbox and me a week. One that is strictly fan emails and the rest which is a normal show. One week, one one episode could be a solo episode like this. A shorter one where we just do fan emails or and the news that has already came a week after, maybe. And then the rest could be a normal show. How does that sound? How does that sound? Two episodes a week? To me that sounds amazing, but you, you lot of haters. Anyway. Let's get an email. It says, Fixer and Snowbite Mike. Mike couldn't be here, sorry. I was listening to the Xbox pod I was listening to an Xbox podcast, and they were discussing wearing out and damaging Xbox controllers. I have my Elite controller. I've had my Elite controller, sorry, since just after launch, and it's still in very good shape. Do you guys who play way more Xbox than I do? Uh, find you wear controllers at from Matt Gamertag Lil Smee L I L space S M I Y. What a great question! What a fantastic question! Um, and yeah, I can I can definitely talk about this. Yeah, I play I play Xbox for a living, so I play every single day for for about eight hours a day, which is ridiculous. And yeah, no, my my Elite controller is dead. My Elite controller is loose. All the buttons are loose. The triggers are loose. Uh, you know the little plastic piece on the back of it. That's all been come. That's all come off. I had to tear it off because it was just flapping. Um, I've gone through two OG controllers that I bought at launch. Um, so that's two OG controllers that I bought at launch and an Elite controller that is battered and bruised. Um, still use it. Still usable, but it's battered and bruised. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, I. I. I go through a lot. I go through a lot, but. To be honest with you, I look at it like this. If you was a, a paint and decorator, you would need to buy lots of paintbrushes. If you're a, a, a working on a construction site, you need new work boots. Me, I, I play games for a living um, for long periods of times. Controllers are going to die. I don't think the Xbox controllers are built in a bad way. Um, I just find that the rubber on the actual thumbsticks 
um, of the two OG ones that I was talking about are pretty poor and they rubbed off. I've had to fix controllers. I've had to fix controllers. The bumpers are broken. I've had to fix them myself. I bought a whole controller kit. I'm, I'm pretty DIY. Um, I'm not going to just go buy a new controller. I'm not rich. Not by any sense of the imagination. Um, live pay, uh, live paycheck by paycheck and very low amount. So um, I'm not just going to go and buy a new one. And I'm not someone that doesn't take care of my things. So for me... Uh, it's very important that I take care of these things. They're expensive. Controls are not cheap. Um, but yes, I do go through uh, a couple, a couple of generation. Yes. Hope I answered the question. That is it this week, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening. I apologize again for the short episode number one. That is just me. Um, number two. And that it's out late for Patreon supporters. I do apologize for that. Let's plug, 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 and I'll get myself out of here. Um... If you listen to this show, if you have listened to this episode of my Xbox and me, after hearing it was just me, you are probably the hardcore of the hardcore. If I can urge you to go and support me on Patreon, please. I don't care if it's at a $2 level, $3, $4, $5, whatever it may be. Like, generally, if you are listening right now, you've made it this far, please go and consider supporting me. This content only happens because of people like you. This content only happens because of the Patreon supporters. I'm only a full-time live streamer because of Patreon. I'm only a full-time content creator because of Patreon. I can only do this podcast because of Patreon. And again, I, I try not to get too pluggy um, on my live streams or on my YouTube content or anything like that. Or even on the podcast, I say it, but I don't really give it, give it some oomph. I don't really give it from my stomach and really, and really plea. This is a plea. I, I need more support. And if you're listening to this episode and you're, you've got to the end, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for caring. If you're already a Patreon supporter um, and can give a little bit more, please do. I'd appreciate it. But thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. Make sure you drop a review, drop a comment, drop a like. Um, follow me everywhere at MC Fixer Facebook. Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all of it. Add me on Xbox, XOB space Fixer. And until next time, I will keep loving you. I will keep hoping I get your support. And I will see you next week. Thank you all for the support. Goodbye.